Good evening, friends. Welcome back to the front porch. My name is Dennis Rogers, and I'm joined by Michael Daniels. How's it going, Mike? How was your day? Uh, good. It's been beautiful weather. Where you know Indiana has uh, so much humidity, and usually, I mean, mm-hmm. it's not Florida level humidity, but you know, it's, it sucks. And uh, it right. has not had that so much this year. I'm knocking on whatever wood I've got around here. Um, I go out in the evenings after work and a little bit of drive. And it's been one of those days with the top down that it just, I can just drive for a while. So it's been, hmm. today was, was not like that. I was rushing home, but, um, past couple of days I've, I've mi- intentionally missed my turn to go to my neighborhood and just kept driving for a while. So it's been good. Nice. It's been, I, I love this summer. I love, I, I keep saying it probably every week I'm gushing about summer and sunlight and happiness <laughs> yeah, I know it's it's probably very interesting for the listener to hear about Indiana weather every <laughs> week during the spring and summer. But um, I spent basically the entire weekend over at the house. Uh, Mom and Dad are uh, down south visiting with my um, sister and brother-in-law and their and their kids, and so I went over Saturday and installed a bunch of baseboard trim. The speaking of things that are very interesting with no accompanying photos mm-hmm. uh, on the first floor of the house, we're doing the baseboard trim in three pieces. Um, there's a big piece that's we're basically just a board, a seven, seven and a half inch tall board. And then a round piece that'll go in front of that down to the floor. And then a sort of fancier piece that'll go on top. So it's, it's mimicking some of the old trim that was left in place. Um, so I installed the boards, which are the first piece of that Saturday, and then I went to uh, Menards, the DIY store, and bought a bunch of the other trim that I needed. Couldn't get all of it because, you know, everybody's short-stocked still a little bit. Yep. But I bought that Saturday and cut it all yesterday, Sunday, and we've moved the saws out into the garage so that we can, as we've gotten you know, more and more clean finished spaces in the house. We're trying to move the messier jobs out into the, into the garage. Mm -hmm. And so I spent the better part of the afternoon in my garage cutting these boards and was just sweating, right? It's like high seventies. It's not super hot, but it's just been really like kind of warm and muggy up here because we've had um, like rain on the, on the verge of happening for the past couple days. And so it's been like, 60 plus percent humidity oh man yeah uh, well, nothing that bad here we I've, I've spent some days out in in the yard just in the hammock and and, and enjoying mowing but i you talk about going to the diy store i have i've been uh that is something i i forgot that i have been kind of hardcore doing the last week or two is last weekend i decided to go you know do some house upgrades that i've kind of been wanting to do namely yeah, yeah, you've been doing some some landscaping, landscaping stuff, stuff. and that's not mm-hmm. necessarily always my wheelhouse. But I mean, it comes out. It's just that it's always so very expensive. It's it, you know, it, it seems like it shouldn't yeah. be, but I went and bought what I think is the supplies, and I know it's not all the supplies. It's probably twenty percent of the supplies, <laughs> and it was over two hundred and fifty yeah. bucks. So you know, and I'm just buying the base kind of things like the the fabric and the the. Uh, pavers that are going around for the edging and you know some of the tools but not a lot and i'm i'm also oh i i decided this is my o uh to stain mm-hmm. my stain and kind of the paint stain whatever is my deck my back deck it's mm-hmm. not very big but it is on, on a second floor um 
And right. and my my big cringe, and this is not entertaining by anybody, but I've got a, a large uh, old grill. It was it's kind of a nice grill, but it's kind of rusted out over the years, and I need to get rid of it. So I, I haven't done anything with it as my deck starts to continually deteriorate and get worse, and it just mm-hmm. needs stain to look nice and clean and stuff. So I gotta I gotta pull that off this week. But I what keeps me doing it is that I went and bought the stuff. Like I bought the stain, I bought the cleaner, I mm-hmm. bought all the things, and now I just have to do it right buy them buy the stuff and then put it in a like pretty conspicuous place in your house like i know that deck is right off your yeah, sunroom right. so you like put that stuff right on the coffee table in the sunroom so every time you go yes. in and out of the kitchen you have to look at exactly. it exactly that's exactly right like, that's exactly right oh, my, my that's front that door stuff. I really has gotta... the rake right standing right next to it because i raked out <laughs> all the stuff i put the plants because i bought all the flowers for my flower bed and i put them like on the spots because I've already raked it out. So it's, it's sitting there and I have to water them every day unless I plant them. So it, it's good. But I also went over to, to my girlfriend's house and I helped her too and raked out her stuff and made her stuff. So I've done kind of double duty. Um, but it, it's exciting and it's good. And it, it's just like what we talk about when we talk about mowing the lawn or doing stuff like that is that, you know, you kind of don't want to do it and you, you dread doing it. But then when you're done, it looks so nice and you feel so fulfilled you, about doing it. Yeah, you step back and look at it and it looks nice. Right. So I'm yeah. I'm I'm looking forward to that moment. Uh and it's getting there. It, you know, these projects don't take as long as often as long as you think they do. They'll take, you know, probably a weekend or or, or at most. Um and you can knock out a whole lot in a in a short amount of time. Like your trim, I know it seems like you've been working on it, but I know you make big progress on it every single time you go out there and cutting things. Yeah, I mean, it It does sound like I'm always working on trim, and I have done a lot of trim in this house, and that's why. Like, you know, when I was talking about this, when I was talking about trim last fall, it was like either door trim or baseboard trim uh, on the second floor. And now I'm down to the first floor. I'm down to the last couple of of trim projects like once i get all this done there's some in the bathroom which i bought that as well and then some in the kitchen and then there's no more trim it's kind of a weird i mean i mean trim trim is a pain in the butt and i i know personally because my house is still a thing of it and but it is also a huge game changer for a house inside i mean it it 100% changes everything about a room and it's just an edge. You don't even know it, that it would be. It sometimes it's, it's all down by the floor. But let me tell you, I've, I'm in this room now and it's got old brown wood baseboards and I and I know that because of my sunroom and my living room, I change those to white, mm-hmm. the whole room changes. It just it, it yeah. just does. And and as a guy that does watched... designing, you know, outlining things matters. Right? <laughs> yeah, just put a put um border three pixels solid uh dark brown <laughs> and uh and, and, or 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 if it's white you do like a do like a ccc white or something just kind of a, <laughs> a, a gray, gray type thing <laughs> see oh that's i got i got deep in the in the nerdy i um <laughs> it's been mostly just sarah and i here because as i mentioned uh mom and dad are out of town and we've been watching a show well i'll segue into that next but we watched a time lapse of some guys restoring an old um, travel trailer, a camper. Um, And it is, it was like a seventies ish thing. So I think it had wood, but it's all like wood grain, like maybe veneer or something that like seventies style wood 
wood grain look on all the cabinets. Yeah. And they painted everything like, you know, it, it was all damaged and stuff. And so they put Bondo in to patch up the holes in the corners and stuff and then painted it all white. And you're like, wow, it looks so much better than with that old, like, even without being damaged, like the old 70s style cabinets and wood grain stuff is so outdated. Yeah. Um, But also you get white and like suddenly the space seems bigger because... You know, the, there's there's more light and all that kind of stuff. I, I'll tell you, the um, thing I like about these these YouTube videos is that you watch them and you're like, oh, that's so easy. Especially like landscaping or something. That that's so easy. It's so nice. Like he just puts this thing in there, wiggles it, goes to the next, wiggles it, and then he can pull out this big chunk of dirt. And then I go to mine and I'm like, big rock. Oh God. Oh, this dirt's really hard. <laughs> oh, hit sand. Oh, it's not the right thing. Like, it's not as easy as YouTube shows it to be. It never is. Well, yeah, D- depending depending on the person, depending on their on their circumstances, and and what they edit out, right? Like how raw is their uh, right is their video? They, they go. They only show the easy parts to, to explain. Right. Um, we've been watching a show that our buddy Fox mentioned to me. I don't know if he really recommended it, but um, it's a. I actually, don't know who makes it. It's on Hulu. Yeah. Um. And it's called The Great, uh, starring Elle Fanning, okay. um, Dakota Fanning's sister, yeah. younger sister. Uh, she's playing Catherine the Great, the Russian empress from like the seventeen mid to late 1700s. Yeah. Um, it's a weird sort of, I don't know if you ever saw the CW series Rain. I have not, no. No, um, it's kind of like, it's a little bit like Deadwood, but the writing is not as good and the content is not as crude. Okay. Um, there's a lot of really casual profanity. Um, it's all in English, like English accent, English. Oh, okay. Um, and it's openly not accurate. Right, the subtitle on the title card says like, uh, and an occasionally true story or something like that. Okay. Um, and so it's it's very comedic, um, but it's costume drama. The costumes and sets and everything are really, um, I mean, from what I know, which is not much, but they're not like the other show I just mentioned. Rain has like what seems like intentionally bad costuming. It's all like. 80s goth prom dresses and stuff um where in this like the costumes seem historically accurate i have no idea what 1700s (laughs) russian fashion was but they look like accurate old old costumes that are not like spandex and stuff like they sometimes have on rain (laughs) um but it's funny it's good it's just one season uh we haven't finished it yet but um it has enough profanity and sexual content in it that we're like yeah, this is a costume drama we're not watching with my dad. So, uh, <laughs> I I, I, the, we'll, uh, I had a the series that I kind of went back to this week was, um, to I finished out a season and kind of started the next season was uh, you ever watched Catastrophe on uh, Amazon Prime? Oh yeah, with um, <laughs> those English actors who I've seen in other English things. <laughs> That's um, not saying a lot. I, I uh, the, it had Carrie the, Fisher, the girl it had Carrie Fisher in it. 
Carrie Fisher was in it for a while. Right. Um, the girl, the, the girl, the main female lead uh, was in the board game movie. Um, oh, Sharon. Right. Yeah. Game night. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, wait. No, it wasn't. No, she wasn't. That's a different one. That's a different person. Hmm. Definitely a different person on the game night. Um, what movie am I thinking of? I'm not sure. She, but because Tastry definitely had had uh, um, has Sharon and Rob. I can't remember their mm-hmm. names. It's it's good, but it's definitely an adult movie. Not because of necessarily like hardcore sex or those stuff. Their, but it's those are their real first names, by the way. It's like yeah, that is funny. Their real first names. Uh, I it's it's hard to talk about this movie to talk or show to talk about like recommending it or not because it's very hard hitting, but but not yeah. It's like it's like casual sort of crude comedy. Um, she was definitely in Game Night, by the way. Oh, okay. Uh, oh, wait, she was in Game Night. She was okay. The girlfriend, the, the somebody's right. older, like date yes, or something, right? Yeah. Um, yeah, but yeah, that show, it starts out and you think it's going to be this sort of crude comedic thing, but then it has some really heavy, like serious relationship, um kind of situation it does um it does and it's and it's, it's and it's pretty good it's good it's hard but it's funny but oh yeah so it the what the my roundabout way of saying is that i watched i think it's got three seasons i want to say um it's got at least three at, at least three or it's got four seasons i think and i was watch and i had been watching up to, uh, through season three um and it just got so cringe worthy ish i guess is the word to say that i had to stop right i could i felt emotionally exasperated with all of the things that could go wrong or it's mm. like another thing it's like one of those things it's like just one more thing oh my god we just got through this other thing granted the show is called catastrophe um but uh <laughs> so, so i i just had to kind of take a break and i like all of the people in it they're all great and the writing is really great and everything is really great it's just I had to take a break. So I went back and I watched the rest of season three and parts of season one or season four. And I'm like, okay, I can get through this. It's actually okay because, you know, it, it lets you take your time getting till the next season comes out type thing instead of I can't binge watch. Right. I can't binge watch that show. It's just. No, I, I think I had a similar situation where like I got to the end of a season and I was like, oh, come on. I'm just emotionally exhausted yeah. from all of the horrible things that happened to and by these characters. Yeah. Like, and I, I remember in season, yeah. well, I mean, season three at the beginning or into season two, they're like, she thinks she has an infidelity issue and she'd right. gone through that whole season with thinking he did. And there was, that was just emotionally draining there. And then season three kind of ha- deals with it too with her. And then you, you kind of get through it and you just kind of, you're grappling with it. And it's the reason you're grappling with it is because the actors are so kind of realistic, right? They, mm-hmm. and the writing feels like very natural and how it would kind of happen. It's very, it's very earnest. It's very, right. It's very earnest. And then, and then you, so when they get through it or if they get through a thing, you kind of feel like you have been on that journey too, right? Everything feels earned. And then, and then you find out that he has, because of this, he's started drinking again. And you know the things that happens right. when he drinks. But you're also like, right. 
when that was over, I wanted to go to the kitchen and get a drink. Right. Like, oh, I, yeah, of course. Yeah. Right. It's like, it's like watching Mad Men. Yeah. Like n- nothing, nothing. Ma- I, you know, I went through a, went through a space of like a couple months when I lived in Bloomington where I smoked. Yeah. Uh, just cigarettes and like nothing made me want to smoke more than watching Mad Men. <laughs> it was just like these guys were, and they were horrible people, but like it just all was so glamorous and cool. Right. Um, which is a, a weird kind right. of thing. So, so um, I, I, anyway, that was a way of just saying that I, I started watching yeah. Catastrophe again and it's, it's an emotional thing, but, and I, and I do like it. So not saying that I don't watch it all the time or saying that it's exhausting is any knock on the show. It's a good show. And it and it's hard to recommend because you could watch it and not like it and that's totally makes sense. It, or you could watch it and love it and it totally makes sense. So Yeah. Um speaking of things that are hard to recommend, <laughs> I I finally finished an anime that I I probably mentioned a couple weeks or months ago because I started it a while ago. It's from 2018. Um it's called a place further than the universe. Okay. At least that's the that's the translated title. Um it is the story of one girl and the three other girls that she meets. They're in high school and they go to Antarctica, which is a big deal. Normally, you know, high school kids don't go to Antarctica for a field trip <laughs> yeah, or anything right. like that. Um but it was just very um, sweet and I'm going to use the word earnest again. Um, it reminded me a little bit of when we watched Violet Evergarden. I don't know how much I talked about this on the show, but there's an episode in Violet Evergarden that made me cry and sob uncontrollably <laughs> yeah. uh, about, a, about a little girl and her mother. Oh, yeah, right. Um, this show is a little bit like that, but not tragic. There are just a series of circumstances where the individual characters deal with some kind of, not trauma, but like, like insecurity or some kind of strong negative emotion and then will come through it thanks to one or more of the other characters. Right. It's... It's sort of a show about friendship, um, and I don't know. It th- there was there was something in it in almost every episode that just was emotionally resonant, which I know is a an expression people use a lot that kind of annoys me. But <laughs> I don't know how else to describe it because, like, if I recommend it to people or show, like, they could watch the same sequence and just be like, "Oh, that's kind of kind of cute." Where for me, I'm like. I'm like holding back tears because it's the combination of the dialogue and the music and the, and the visuals. It's just moving. Right. Um, so if you, if you uh, can, can find that somewhere, it's a, a place further than the universe. It's very sweet, very um, sincere. And I really enjoyed it. Awesome. I haven't, I haven't watched a lot of anime lately. I mean, I, it always goes. I always go through phases with that. I think what mm-hmm. what sparked me back into wanting. I think there was a new series or season of the Dragon Prince, and I know that's controversial for you, but I I, <laughs> I just I, like I just couldn't get into it. <clears throat> right, and I like that. I like that show. Um, and 
I think I wasn't sure if I'm totally caught up on it, which makes me think like, oh, hey, I can sit and watch that one. <clears throat> but I, mm-hmm. I, I haven't watched, I haven't watched this summer a whole lot of series, with the exception of Catastrophe. I haven't sit down and watched uh, a series. There's not been a whole lot, I think, on my backlog of TV series or things like that 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 I, you know, as opposed to movies or things. Um, or I mean, we were talking. Who said something about best best TV show? I guess it was you and I and Fox probably in chat somewhere talking about their best show of 2020 and whoever you know one of us was like really wow and i and i thought i had the same you know sort of internal conversation again when i finished place further than the universe i thought have i seen something that i enjoyed or like experienced like had had such an impactful experience on me? have i seen anything that was better than this anime from two years ago <laughs> in the whole like there has not been a ton of content but we've seen like three or four completely new series um and some of them were you know good to not bad sure you know I on agree. the spectrum of on the spectrum of avenue five to upload right um with space force being somewhere in the middle um, i think what's left on my docket are things like um the expanse and <clears throat> what's that other show that we watched part of where um, it had that same kind altered of carbon. altered carbon. I mean, those are still on my kind of thing, but <clears throat> they feel kind altered of carbon slow. seemed fine. Um, it's kind of slow. Uh, the expanse seemed kind of slow too. I saw the first whole first season and maybe a little bit of the second. I finished season five of Agents of Shield. That's another older show. I guess that's one um, that I could I could pop into because they're starting seven now. So I'm right. I. That night, I started season six, and then was like, "I can't, I can't do this." There's always gonna be a big break between them making these two seasons, and they changed the, um, they changed the look of a couple of the characters again, again. And you know, I, um, I, I think, I think some of the things that I mean, they, they kind of go left and right every season with that show, and I know we kind of go back with this, but <clears throat> with the characters sure. and their arcs, and they, they, I don't know. It always feels like I don't know what they're doing. Namely with Clark Gregg, like, I don't know where Coulson ever is on the team or on S.H.I.E.L.D. or where he stands. And and then, then they'll bring in new characters, and I don't know where I'm supposed to put them. I don't know. Yeah. 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 I, there was, I remember, I will say this, there was one episode, it might have been a season finale, or a, maybe it was even a season premiere, where Daisy has some kind of really big choreographed fight scene. And it's really actually very, very good. And I'm like, whoever they hired for this one scene, that was a good five mm-hmm. minutes long of her fighting through like the shield thing or something. And I was like, right. whoa, they they were did top notch type of stuff on their fight choreography here. Um, and it made me think like, I just want to keep watching for more of that. And they never had quite that level of stuff. Mm. That's how a lot of th- that show was, is that like there's a, an episode or two that are like, oh, it's really good. And then it just don't quite match the rest of the time hey you want to you want to dive into uh our 2020 challenge uh yeah let's do it so we have a korean movie is it korean yes speaking of of choreographed fight scenes Mm -hmm. um this is the 2003 action mystery drama old boy 
action uh, mystery drama directed by Chan Wook Park. Okay. Uh and so let's see. Uh I'll give the spoiler-free synopsis of this. Good on you um, for doing that. I was I was, I was, there's, I was just preparing myself if you were going to ask me to do that. I was like, what am I going to say? Yeah. There it's there's a guy who at the beginning of the movie is um has been picked up I I guess for some kind of public intoxication or something on his daughter's birthday and his buddy comes and bails him out and while his buddy is in the phone booth uh talking to his wife so his uh this this him getting picked up happens in oh 2093 it happens in 88 um he he disappears and is imprisoned um for 15 years and in a, then in a house not in or an apartment in in like a in like a room right like in just like a, a single like room a there's room. a yeah there's a bed and furniture and stuff but he's he's trapped in there um and then he he doesn't know why and so he has to try to figure it out when he gets out and and, hilar- probably and hilarity mo- ensues and we all laugh and <laughs> yeah yeah we we laugh and and have a great time so i'm going to hit the bell because this is a movie whose uh a big part of its merit is in its twist ending and anything more than that would be a spoiler so i'm going to hit the bell <laughs> Uh, this movie reminded me a little bit of Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind. Okay. I don't know if you saw that. I have not. Okay. Um, anything I could say about that movie would be a spoiler. <laughs> um, this This one's a little rough because it's one of those where like, what to compare it to? We've seen movies on this poster that were hard to watch. Yeah. Right? And I don't mean hard to watch like 2001, which was, you know, largely incomprehensible. (laughs) Difficult to even just, yeah, sit. Yeah. Like, the middle of the movie was all kind of normal, sensible movie movie, and then the end is fully incomprehensible, like, abstract, leave it up to the viewer kind of stuff. I'm talking about stuff like... Mary and Max and um City of God um maybe maybe usual suspects to a certain extent like I only mention usual suspects because it's another one that uh a lot of it rides on its twist ending yeah at least for for a couple decades um so I had I had two, really not two. I had I had one major problem watching this movie, and that was that I had trouble with my internet all night. Okay. Um, nothing ever died, but several times, like, the audio and the video, either the audio, video, or the subtitles would get out of sync, and so I'd have to back out of the movie and start it up again. Or the connection would get so slow that the picture turned into... You know, a 
80k YouTube video from 2003. Um, and a big part of the, I'm going to keep using the word merit, but one of the things that people praise about this movie is its visual, like, styling and and okay. so forth. Cinematography. And sure. it's really hard to see that when your picture is all choppy and <laughs> low bit rate uh, uh, kind of I, thing. I, and I so, saw that. I saw that. I saw, and I, I had just watched The Gentleman with Guy Ritchie, and he has a very stylized way of shooting things yeah and this sure so this was like oh i i see the uniqueness that this film's trying to do with that but comparison to the like three days before watching the guy Ritchie stuff it was very mild in comparison like it was like oh that's that's nice but you know i've seen yeah i I mean cooler done and other things i mean it's hard to yeah it's hard to compare stuff with with some of those guy Ritchie movies right right um but I, i i get i get it what I just I just mean there were times like there's a there's a scene in this movie that's this incredibly extended uh, fight sequence right in the hallway. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That one. That's the I actually think that's the best part of the whole movie. That That's the that's the it, standout. It, it, it kind of is. It kind of is. It's like the they do something like that later in in Daredevil. Yeah. Daredevil. Or like you specifically can, yes. you can see the. You can see the influence of some of the, um, you know, the Bruce Lee movies. I, I mean, when, I, years, watched, when like, I watched this, I thought, oh, somebody clearly at Daredevil watched this movie and wanted to recreate it. Because right. Daredevil like, got, let's, got super praise for this exact thing. It's this exact thing. Like, it's just one long. And this this does a different thing where it's not a, like, the hallway is still a stage. Yeah. And... And we're seeing through like one of the walls transparently. Yep. And so you watch most of this fight almost like a side scrolling video game. Yeah, it is feels right. Like, like he's there and the guys come at him, but you know that the hallway is so narrow that at best, like he can get two guys coming at him from the front and the back. And even that's gonna be tricky if they need to swing a weapon right. or something. Um and it's a it's an incredibly long take. Yeah. Right. The whole thing happens in one long take. And then <laughs> one of the things I also appreciated about that was that after that, he, he sees all the, you know, the elevator opens, which yep. is a classic thing. And it's, and it's full of dudes. And then they do that movie thing where he sees the dudes, like he grins a little bit and then they cut to the elevator opening again and all the guys collapsing. Like, so they're like, we just showed you what he can six do. straight minutes yeah. of him fighting. The next time he fights, we're just going to cut over it because you've seen him fight. Not only have you seen him fight, you it's totally believable that that just happened, right? Yeah, it's not like ooh movie yeah. magic. They all just die. Duh. No, he just did that with fifteen twenty guys. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah that 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 scene was that scene was really good. I I mean I. I could just talk about that one, I guess, because it's 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 really the only thing I can will ever probably stand out to me in the long run. Um, it, that it just he gets beat up, he you know he's tired. Um, that you think in the middle of there that he's going to lose, that they've got him type things. Right. Um, he gets stabbed. He gets he gets stabbed. Which yeah yeah right. The, he has a knife in his back for the whole last like yeah. ninety seconds of the scene. Yeah yeah so. 
that that was really good. And again, that made it reminded me of Dare, that Daredevil scene. And and I would almost say this is probably better than that Daredevil scene because Daredevil is awesome and it's great choreography, but this felt more like kind of a real thing. It didn't feel like choreography or a superhero. Yeah, there's there's no like like Daredevil Matt Murdock is weird because he doesn't have powers, right. but he sort of has powers. Yeah, he's still kind of a superhero. Right. Yeah. Like somehow being blind, he has better sight and and awareness than than anybody else, right. and that's kind of a it is a superpower. So, so th- so this was this was 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 kind of I almost dare to say better than that. So, but besides that scene, I I will go ahead and jump early and say this because I don't have a whole lot to say this because it really sure. wasn't a movie for me. It. I yeah. it had cringeworthy moments, like several times where I just went fast forward thirty seconds, fast forward thirty seconds, where they were, oh, yeah. where it was gratuitous, like cringeworthy the, violence or gross out factor things, and like okay, the only the <laughs> it's 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 funny this this for me the um there were some uh you know sexual scenes that were kind of awkward and difficult the stuff that really made me cringe was the more tortury stuff yeah when um he cuts out his tongue cuts out his own tongue yeah i mean or when when that happens at the end i'm just like i was so done with this movie i was like mm -hmm. all right we are dragging this out more than we could drag this out and now you felt yeah it felt masochistic in a way that I've not felt since Game of Thrones finished. Yeah, it um, right, it, and it was uncalled for. I maybe, I mean, I don't know. I mean, the, the things he had done right before then, licking boots and acting like a dog, was the most humiliating. And then out of nowhere, he's like, "I'm going to cut my tongue out," and I'm like, "Yeah, you're just doing I don't know this if just there's... to show me horrible stuff," you know? Yeah, I don't know if there's if there's some kind of cultural thing Could that be. we're not, and and then the ending was not satisfying and i don't know why i really expected a satisfying ending like really the best it got to a certain point and i was like oh this is going to be murder suicide absolutely yeah like there's no other way they can end this than that both of these guys die right and oh then they do that's and that's not the ending that you get right you get amnesia Um, hypnotizing ending right um I, i think anyone who after i got watching this i was contemplating my comments for today and i thought mm-hmm. all i can say is that anyone who's been listening to me for the last many years or anything would immediately watch this show and say oh yeah he doesn't like this show i mean he's not gonna, yeah. he's not gonna like this the, i i i had that exact thought as it okay. got toward the end like the whole third act is where the movie actually starts to become comprehensible right right like even like you you have the whole first act which is him in the in the prison hotel um and it's all a kind of surreal kind of which is you know sort of intentional like he's locked in this room for 15 years with no human contact and you know he he has these hallucinations they use valium gas to put him to sleep every night and take care of him cut his hair and you know bathe him and all all this stuff so like 
it's this whole weird sort of surreal thing. And then he gets out and the things that he does right after getting out, you sort of understand because you're like, this guy has been basically in solitary confinement for 15 years. Obviously, he's a little bit insane. Right. That's what happens to a normal person. Right. In solitary confinement. And then, like, he has no idea why he was locked up. You find out through the course of the movie, and I guess this is a thing that I that I picked up reading comments on IMDb. Um, someone murders his wife shortly after he disappears. Yeah. Um, and he sees and it on TV. I think we're... What's that? He sees it on a news report on TV. Yeah, he sees it on the news. And I think we're supposed to assume that the main quote-unquote villain uh did that or or hired that out yeah and in south korea the um uh statute of limitations on on criminal crime or murder or whatever is 15 years which is why he is you know locked up for 15 years oh. um at least that's what we're supposed to understand i guess if we were south korean we would know that yeah um i mean uh, i think for and the first half- then he goes through this he goes through this whole journey of trying to figure out what's going on and like never really does until i mean he gets a piece of the story eventually yeah. but, right? but and that's where the he also gets the, the piece title of the story comes in as he's fed it from the guy like he's Right. I mean, the the protagonist is just terrible all around. Besides that yeah. one fight scene, he's just terrible. He's a terrible human being. He's a terrible anything. And he's... I, I don't even know how I'm supposed to feel about it. Like, then you think, okay, here's the part where he goes and he finds out and he gets revenge. No, not really. Right. He doesn't. Like, he's the protagonist. Like, you, you're rooting for him through most of the movie. And then you get to the end and you're like... You're like, oh, he well, you're like this guy who was his nemesis was pretty, pretty bad. Like he's the bad guy. So, you know, of course. And then they have that whole penthouse scene where he unveils this whole this whole history. Long and you're like, history of stuff. Right. You're like, oh, well, I guess that um, main guy. Uh, Daisu. Yeah. Um, or Daisu. Was. You know, at least in his youth, was pretty crappy. So, you know, maybe he deserved a little... And then they do this whole... he Like, the villain unveils this whole, you know, it's... uh, Hypnotism is magic thing. Yeah. But that he orchestrated... And, like, I was a little lost at that point. Because so much of the movie is just incomprehensible, like, one scene from the next. And you're supposed to feel lost and confused because that's how uh he feels but i was so lost that like by the time they got to these reveals i'm like so wait a second who is who is the girl supposed to be right and then and then it took me a minute to put the pieces together and i'm like okay now i understand it's this like devastating make you feel how i felt type thing something like that but just like so so disproportionate i mean i don't know maybe not disproportionate yeah. because it is technically his fault that the sister committed suicide well i think that, but, that might be a cultural thing too how how rumors can destroy lives and they blame the person who starts rumors and yeah yeah i mean that's it's and, and not that we 
Not that we don't have this, don't have right, that here. And, and I know, so I know very little about South Korean culture, but at least in that setting, you're seeing them in a, in a religious school, um, setting. So it's probably somewhat similar to, you know, private schools in the U S in like the fifties yeah. or, um, the way that Japanese schools are portrayed. Sure. Um, in in anime and other i mean i was the, so the key thing that you had said before is that it's just i was so lost through most of it and and i know mm -hmm. that's so that they can build up to the whole reveal and i know i also know that like you said oh you're supposed to be lost because he's lost but it just was not a pleasurable pleasurable experience or anything i can figure out what's going on and then also i'll admit that Maybe half of it I was confused because I wasn't sure if it was cultural stuff I'm supposed to know. I have watched enough anime and I've watched enough, mm -hmm. uh, for lack of a better term, Asian or cultural stuff, Japanese and Chinese and South mm -hmm. Korean and Korean movies of different kinds who I just don't understand some things. I just realized that like the way they're acting and the way they're doing is foreign to me because of the cultural differences. And I just accept that. So when I'm watching these shows and like this girl accepts him into her house and doesn't take him to the hospital and he just goes to her right. house, I'm just think the only thing I can think of is like, well, that's just the cultural thing maybe, or that's just mm -hmm. this world. It, it wasn't suspicious. It was suspicious to me, but it was just so far out there and so just kind of kooky. Oh, I see. So you weren't. Like you weren't really ready for the reveal of it being hypnosis because you didn't see what was like. It was all so unusual yeah. that you were like, you're like, maybe this is normal. Yeah, it, that's it. The whole movie was so unusual, so unusual that I didn't know what to think. Even from the beginning where like the drunk, he's drunk and he's, you know, doing crazy stuff in the the police officer and then his. Uh, to the police officer and then his friend comes and he gets in a pay phone and then he starts, he disappears. I'm like, all this makes no sense to me. It's, I'm so confused <laughs> about why yeah. or what's happening and then why people are behaving the way they're behaving. And he acts so weird and everyone mm -hmm. acts so weird that, that then at the end when they tell you like, Oh, you didn't question why it was weird. I'm like, are you kidding? The whole world is weird. Right. Yeah. So, so it was just like, I, I, okay, fine. I, I get your, I get your twist here. Very creative of you. Okay. It's got, it's got incest in it. Okay. That's a twist. But, um, it just felt exasperating. It was like, okay, I'm, I was glad when it was over. And then it sure. went another 10 to 15 minutes longer than I had <laughs> wanted it to. Cause I, like, after he cuts out his tongue, I'm like, oh, God. All right. Now we're just, can I just keep going fast forwarding so I don't have to watch this? I, I really was expecting like them both to go out the window or something, kind of like the end of uh um Fight Club. Not that they go out the window in Fight Club, but just to like oh and in, in the end they both die. And then they die. Yeah, and, that's what I expected it to be. I I was expecting for that to happen and for me to just feel kind of like like I wasted like, my time like, or like like stunned just yeah. like you know oh yeah that was that was a crappy and then they do this weird sort of thing and i don't know if like this movie's almost 20 years old so maybe like 
before like when this came out there had not been some of these other movies that have a kind of like stunned sort of i've definitely seen movies like a year year whatever we watched memento Mm. back in the first year of the podcast whatever um and that was one where for a couple days after i watched it i was running back over it in my mind going and then there was this and i wonder how this 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 like i'm sure that if i watched this again i would see some some kinds of like foreshadowing and stuff but there was nothing there was nothing that wasn't answered that could be answered right but right but un- you're like unlike the- you're like this and this and this and it was like this because he hypnotized him right. and you're like okay Okay, right. Like un- unlike it. the usual suspects, which you could watch again and then and or Memento and and see things and have revelations about it. This one, I don't even want to watch again. I mean, like you said, it well, just feels like sure magic. Okay, hypnotizing. Okay, and and the I mean part of that is because and you know I mean in fairness to this movie, it has an eight point four on IMDb and is ranked sixty eight on their on their movies by ratings, probably okay. because of that 8.4. The ending is so tragic. I mean, not the ending, but the like whole last half hour, half yeah. 45, like from when the flashback starts right? of him, you know, at the school, like all of that school stuff was, was really cool cinematography. Sure. And I mean, before the scene with him, watch it through the window, sure. all the stuff with the stairs, and like it's him in the present, it's him in the past. Like that, like yeah, that was sure, all really cool. Sure, yeah. Sure. And then from the point of of what he witnesses, I don't mean we're in spoilers here, so it doesn't matter. But like it's it's what I mean. It's what our our buddy Pete would call tragedy porn. You're like, yeah. oh, it's so it's so awful. I can't look away. Or like certain stories in in Game of Thrones. It's like, you know, something that's just so, um, uh, evocative, provocative, like it, 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 um, it triggers a, a strong emotional response, which to be fair is a different version of the same thing I praised that anime for earlier in the podcast. Like something like we, we consume so much media and so much of it is just, it's just passive entertainment or, you know, stuff like these middle seasons of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. where I'm like, yeah, that's fine. Yeah, that was right, a show. Right. It was just a thing. You burn some time. And so, yes, it is noteworthy when something, you know, like I said with Memento or to a lesser extent by now, 50 some years later, um, um, 2001, where you watch something and you have to stop like it's it grabs your attention and goes Hey, what about this? And you're like, whoa, wait. Okay. Now I'm now now I've got except the the thing that does that in this movie is just like uh like disgust or being appalled or being disturbed. Yeah. Like it's all just horrible. Yeah, that's it. All of it like, all of it I don't like. That's I mean, horrible right. and then the then the story that he tells him in the penthouse about the phantom pregnancy and all that that's horrible and then the reveal that the girl he's in love with is his daughter, that's horrible. Like 
it's just all horrible. Yeah, it's there, there's nothing good at all, and it's and and there are glimpses here or there of what. Oh, this is this. This is what I'm getting on board with, and this is what I'm I'm watching. I'm watching a revenge flick, and he's gonna. Right. My emotions are to get revenge, and then before you can get any satisfaction from revenge, that's stolen from you because no, it's about tragedy here. You can't feel good about revenge. Okay, I can't feel good about them getting together. I can't good feel good about him getting released. I can't feel good about. Anything. Every time they you start to feel some kind of goodness, they're like, "Nope, tragedy. Nope, sad thing." And I'm like, Ugh. "For for a moment, I started to think that this was a revenge flick." And then when I thought about it like that, I thought, "Oh, but this is they just made it better called John Wick because it's got a lot of like blood <laughs> and 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 uh, aggression and fighting and things like that." Um, you know, for him going for a one kind of one purpose thing to go get revenge. I thought that's what this is. And then it switches it when he finally meets that guy, like he meets him in an apartment of some sort or whatever. And, Mm -hmm. and they do the, again, the whole weird, which I think is a cultural weird thing. Like I'm going to kill myself. If you come at me, which again, just felt so weird the whole time. Like I just keep questioning like, okay, well you want to find out why you were imprisoned. No, just, I mean, you're there to murder him. Just murder him. Right. So it, it just, it just, I don't know. It just bugged me and I never had any kind of good feeling about it. It just, and then, and then any time that I watch a movie and then I feel like I just want to go ahead and skip forward so I can get to the point of things doesn't make a good movie to me. And that's, and I had that several times in this one. Not that it was awful shot, awful dialogue, awful acted. It just was not interesting to me. Let's put it that way. Um, Sure. So this this would definitely not be in moving into uh, final judgments. This is not yeah. a movie I would watch. It's not a movie I would want to watch. Um, it's nothing wrong with the movie. If this is your kind of movie, um, then it's fine. If you like uh, uh, sad uh, torture things or bad things happening, uh, then you can watch it with. Think of catastrophe we were just talking about without any kind of comedy at all. Yeah, without any kind of bright. And and I can think of other examples of this kind of thing where it's like. Uh, and again, we're out of spoilers here, so I don't want to I don't want to tip my hand too much right. here, but like I'm thinking of stuff like Requiem for a Dream or. Um, but I don't know. I don't know that I've seen anything as impactful as as Requiem for a Dream, but, um, you know, movies will have torture sequences like Casino Royale with the bottomless chair kind of thing. Um, it's, it's, it's that kind of stuff. And, and this movie won a lot of awards. It's very highly rated. I think as a, as a movie, as like a story put together that grabs your attention and sort of, makes you experience some parts of the story that are that are very emotionally intense and generally uncomfortable it's very effective at those goals that's a but, really good word there we didn't use it enough and we should have used it more it make this movie makes you feel uncomfortable right that's probably what i don't like i don't yeah. like feeling uncomfortable and this does a great <laughs> job of it the whole time and it's a it's a weird thing to sort of 
to sort of celebrate or condone. Um, I said this in the spoiler section, but we we consume a lot of media that's just sort of passive, like something on in the background. And this is this is not that at all. Um, and so, uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I can I can already guess that your your answer for for this on the list is is a hard it's a, no. it's a hard no you know that that kind of reasoning of you know the you're you're not the only that thing you have just said about you know we we see passive things and this makes you have a feeling is i i've heard that said a lot of times about a lot of different things uh i am never a big fan of like i have no it's the same thing i have no feeling so i hit my my hand with a hammer just so that i can feel no <laughs> go out and have good experiences don't experience terrible things just so that you can have a feeling right and this and this sure. is one of those things that like like game of thrones did for the first like 3 seasons or 4 seasons where it's just it's just terribleness on top of terribleness to make you feel terrible right and and then that's this whole movie like at all at yeah. all times so yeah definitely not a, I I, I don't know I mean, I'm, you know, I'm tempted to say that, you know, as, as I always do, like something checks off a box, like maybe there's a, what, what would this vibrant, box be? Maybe there's a vibrant, uh, film scene in South Korea. I know that this director had a series of movies in this, in this span of time, kind of like, um, you know, other directors we've talked about Guy Ritchie or, um, um, but does a does a movie get put onto a list because just of its region that it was made from that doesn't seem no like a fair no so so that's that, that's where i started to say like maybe that kind of thing but then i then i look at it and it's like strictly based on star rating it's 68 on imdb and it won a bunch of awards in cans and and um science fiction uh, fantasy horror awards and and a bunch of stuff like that so i'm like yes as a movie what, what am i missing right like what am i missing that's making this so awesome as a movie in 2003 very well made very well put together but it's kind of like um i i use this example a lot i um um my dad who will watch shows with violence and profanity and, and things like my mom won't um will say like if you asked him the worst movie he's ever seen he would probably say pulp fiction <laughs> okay. and pulp fiction is like a celebrated masterpiece to a lot of people who you know pay attention to filmmaking cinematography storytelling it's like one of the first big mainstream movies that does a weird like um um funny thing with the time the time frame like okay. um like Christopher Nolan does in a bunch of his movies it's actually on our list i think we haven't watched it yet um but uh you know no spoilers for that movie it has a lot of really difficult uh scenes to to watch to sit through and so yeah you're like this can be a a really good movie but a really difficult experience that doesn't really I, I struggle to think of a way that this um experience will 
enrich anyone as a person, unlike other difficult movies we've watched, like Mary and Max, or, excuse me, or um, um, City of God. Yeah, right. So, so I think, I think for me also, like, unless you hear all of those caveats that I just laid out and are still on board, uh, if if none of those trigger warnings. Are, are are throwing red flags for you um i think i think it's definitely a pass yeah what 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 who can you here's the big thing could you think of anyone you would recommend to go out and watch this right now because it's it's something they would love oh i mean maybe I, our buddy aaron okay maybe our buddy aaron that, that's not <laughs> that's not a knock on aaron but aaron likes different uh he, he, he likes he likes horror movies i think true true probably so that's not a knock on Aaron. that's I, just a he likes different things i think the guys on um and and maybe maybe jill also i don't know enough about her tastes i think the the geek scholar guys would be able to appreciate the 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 um what's the word? I, I keep wanting to say cinematography and that's just one piece the like film value yeah like as a film as a work of as a work of art of as a film like might be able to appreciate it in that sort of academic sense being being quote-unquote scholars to follow up on that and to to close my thoughts on this is the what just what you're saying makes this a perfect candidate for why i don't like a lot of oscar or big emmy nominated things not emmy but you know, the Oscars and stuff, right? Because they're always nominating things that I don't like that are not fun experiences that aren't great, but for some artistic thing that they can see that other people can't. Right. Sure. Well, I mean, yeah, we've talked about that at length, right. but and a lot and of times that's what this kind of is that fits into that category there. Every, all the critics, if you're doing like something new, that. something different, like a hundred movies come out every year and there's this one that does something so crazy and so different that it blows you away. And that makes it stand out in the world of film. Like, yeah, but as a, as a, as an experience for a person, like, yeah, there are very few people. Right. And I am, and admittingly, I am in the minority for this movie, clearly. I mean, I'm not, it's just, this is one of those ones where I stand up and don't recommend it. I think that it has high Rotten Tomato audience scores too. And it has, with all the things Dennis had said. So it's definitely, you know, just a, I'm in the minority with this one, but. And, and I think to be fair. Um, to be fair. Now, now I have to uh, uh, confirm this. Not that movie. That's a movie with Josh Brolin. <laughs> um yeah 80 82 percent critics 94 percent of audiences yeah so 94 percent audience to, yeah to be I'm to be it's so to be fair to those numbers i think those numbers are going to skew toward people who are more curious right and are and are therefore going to be more open and receptive like we only watched this movie because it was on this list this list of this poster that we bought so that I could say, let's have something to talk about so that our podcast is not just you and me talking about, <laughs> talking about all everywhere. of our stuff. Yeah. Um, and so we're like, let's just consider stuff, but for nothing else, like if a person recommended this movie to me, like in person, if somebody we knew, then I would know like, 
oh yeah, this is a movie like this. And it's, it's maybe going to be kind of hard to watch. And so if I knew that going in, I could look at it and say like, wow, yeah, this did a thing that, and of course the numbers on Rotten Tomatoes are not like aggregate scores, right? (laughs) 94% of audiences who watched the movie said, sure. And by sure, it's like at least three out of five. Yeah. Right. Above 50%. And or four out of five. Maybe four out of maybe maybe two thirds or something like that. So like if I watch this and somebody said, give it a rating as a movie out of five, I'd say, man, it was hard to watch, but it's not a bad movie. Yeah. Like, yeah, I would probably give it something like like a three or 3.5. Sure. And so. Yeah, I I think I think there's some of that. Yeah, you're right. It, it it isn't a bad movie. That's for sure. It's not a bad movie for sure. It's as it's, a movie, right? Yeah. And 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 people who listen to my critiques and would know it says, oh, Michael didn't didn't like this. Or recommended it. That doesn't mean that they won't like it or won't watch it because there's people know there's a lot of movies they like that I don't like that everybody else does. Sure. But they will sure. know that oh well, it probably doesn't have a happy ending and it's probably like, um, like hard bad guys winning a lot you know or things like that that's, that's generally it's, it's those movies it's I don't been like. described as it's been described as challenging or nihilistic nihilistic yeah th- is, those are all words that i'll immediately put things on the bottom of my list so <laughs> what right, what do we right. got next week are, are we again not that this okay. was a bad movie it's not like some of the other movies where i'm like oh god i've got to change it up but what are we at have have you seen leon the professional I have. Uh, I want to say early tw- when I was in my early twenties. I want to say I really this remember from, this liking is from, it a lot. This is from ninety four. It's ranked thirty one on IMDb. Yeah, it's got it's um, got um, uh, young Natalie Portman in it. Okay, yeah. I just uh, here's something I do remember about it. I remember that she was fantastic in it, like as a little kid. Okay. She can't be like maybe ten or twelve or something like that. Right. Um, and. I, I have distinct memory of coming while saying like, wow, that's a kid actress that is awesome. And then she does mm. star Wars and you know, she's dead. So. Uh, well, of course, okay. She well, that's, right. that's up next. I'm going to try. Ooh, that's and actually all right. Try and sort of vet our, our picks a little bit. See if we can push off any challenging or, or nihilistic movies until uh, toward the end, hopefully get past all this, not past, but like, at least lessening some of the <laughs> some of the I don't want to say tragedy it seems dismissive but like everything is so difficult and rough in the real world right now I don't <laughs> we should have I saved don't want a to, couple Steven I don't want to Spielberg spend so much end, time right? yeah we should have saved like I mean we've still got pulp fiction uh um hey American history x yeah uh, it's a, 2020 is a rough Strange one. Love. We 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 aptly yeah. named it the 2020 challenge. Oh. Yeah, I didn't. I I picked that name a year and a half ago. I didn't know. <laughs> and and now uh, we're very prophetic. All right. I so I have a thing. <laughs> speaking of speaking of tragedy and and challenging things to experience. Okay. Um. I I didn't mention this before before we started recording. But did you play The Last of Us? Yes, I did. Oh crap! Can that's that's you... out now. The second one's out now. Yeah, they did a they did a part two, which sounds uh, fairly tragic. I did not, 
And I wondered if you could, without spoilers, pitch it to me. Like, do you think I would enjoy that? Yeah, I do. I think you would. Uh, I I think you would. It's it's a journey. Um, It is set in a zombie type world, but it's not zombies. It's got its own twist of like disease people infected with, uh, you know, those um, you've heard of the zombie ants, right? You've heard of those? Like a zombie ants. Zombie ants are, are a real thing, and you might want to take some time to look at them if you want to be terrified about science in the world. Um, they I don't. Are, I'm, I'm not a. I'm not an insect person in general. Yeah. So it will be worse. Uh, zombie ants are. There is a bacteria, a virus that um, uh, grows uh, on the back of the neck of um, ants, and it works its way into their brains and busts out of their skulls. And creates a stalk on top of their their head, and it literally kills them. But then controls their motor functions, so they are like dead ants that the bacteria is literally controlling to go march and infect other ants with it. I see. I see. So, it, so it's it's a real it's a, zombie ant. It's exactly like um, the plot of Ratatouille. <laughs> yes, exactly like that. So, so anyway, zombie, zombie. Okay, sorry. The the idea is that kind of comes from that is that is that the the future is taken over by this kind of a bacteria virus type thing that does this to humans. So they are a zombie type thing with these weird, you know, fit sure. heads and things. So that's that's the setup of the world. And now you 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 start. It's done by Naughty Dog. So if you've ever played any of the um, Uncharted. Uh, Uncharted games, you it's mm-hmm. that caliber of storytelling. So very high caliber, good actor and actresses and voice work and, and animation. Sure. So, and cinematography. So it starts off at the beginning with um, when it's all going down, when the world's going to all chaos, and then it kind of skips forward a, a t- certain time period. And then the okay. rest, most of the entire bulk of the whole, uh, sh- I want to say show, uh, game is in this future and you are starting out just trying to survive so it has a very walking dead kind of vibe to it but the characters are very compelling and that's the most important part is that mm. you it's one of those hard to sell because you got to you got to play it and you start realizing I like this this girl and I like this guy and I like this other character and you just like them right from mm. the story and stuff and then you take them in, into tense situations and when that something potentially bad can go wrong you're like oh god no ellie you know uh, uh you start to really feel emotional something you don't want these video game characters to something bad to happen to them um so it's kind of the opposite of walking dead yeah exactly right yeah walking dead's all that stuff so there are several journey i mentioned a journey it's a very journey that they go through and i'm not spoiling anything in the middle there except that you that's the the situation and that's the the setup of where they're at and um they uh and there's some early spoiler things that can set you up but it it sets you up with the characters so well that you have great empathy for all of them um and they're all well done so when i got done watching it or watching it playing it um Mm. i felt like i had gone on a really good big journey then with these characters and now that The Last of Us 2 is out, I'm surprised that I hadn't gone out there and bought it right away because I, <laughs> it, it time, it's time skips. I think it's like something like 10 years in the future, I think Last of Us 2 does. And just from the tra- the short trailer that they kind of showed, it's more of that, more of this um, 
you know, hey, now we're back into stories and we're telling about how they are when they're adults, those that had survived. Um, okay. So it's, is I, it, I'm interested uh, in that. Is it a thing, is it like a branching story thing where, I, where I'm going to want to like save load? No, 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 that, like no. Save skimming or something? No, no, no. Um, it's, no, not like that. Um, it's the Naughty Dog game. But games, it's more like... It's more like a an uncharted thing where the definitely. story is linear. Like yes. you're going to do stuff in between, but it's going to you're going to get to the same. Yes, and, and uh, I can I can uh, understand critics of that who are like, oh, we're just getting through the story. But um, that's why I do call these naughty. I always catch myself calling these naughty dog games shows or movies because I feel sure when you're done, I feel like that I watched a show uh, and that I really really liked. Um, yeah, it's a little bit. It's a little bit like. I don't know if I talked about this on the show, but one of the games that I played from the Justice Bundle um, was a was a kinetic novel. Like it was just a story. There were no there was no game gameplay at all. Mm, yeah. It was just telling a story in a different a different medium. Yeah. And obviously, a Naughty Dog game has actual like you know cover shooting and, and yeah. The The Last of Us like was I think free on PlayStation a month or two ago. No, maybe a little bit mm. more than that. Um, just a couple months and. For the PlayStation Plus. Um, right. And it, man, I mean, what, what a great thing. Like, obviously, they're trying to get people to buy Last of Us 2 coming up. But um, sure. to, to be able to get it and play it, it, it really felt like a gift. I was like, man, people should just go through and and, and play this. Uh, Gameplay-wise, it, it has the the um, the thing of you're always short on bullets. You're always short on sure. every little thing. So you're trying to make it through by the skin of your teeth. So... Some people don't okay. like that on game. Some people are like I want 800 bullets and kill all the zombies. It's this isn't that. This is a you walk into a building and you're scared to go around a corner because all you have left is two hits on this crowbar that I put together with duct tape and a shiv that just has a piece of glass on it. You know? <laughs> so so you're like I just got to right make on. it through. Um, and then and and somebody's my my best mate is bleeding out and I'm carrying them across the way. So uh, yeah. I, definitely recommend the last of us and i'm and i'm glad you reminded me of last of us too i it's really funny with these kind of things because that's a 60 dollars triple a game right and i mm-hmm. and i know that in six months it will be super sale because once people play it you don't play through them again often uh right. so that you can get them like for black friday this will probably be a black friday 35 dollar thing Mm. Uh, but I kind of really want to, it's just like movies. I want to go out and watch the next chapter of this and see what's, <laughs> what's happening. I should see it. if, I should see if anybody has it on disc. That I, could watch. I, I actually do, but you know, you're way up in the, I, in the world. I was, I don't want to go too deep into this, but I was all in on like digital stuff, especially for PC because PC games, you can't really loan yeah, they're like you install it from a disc and you got to download a bunch of yeah. stuff anyway. Yeah. Like for PC games, I'm all in on fully digital. But for consoles, I'm like, if I'm looking at you know the Pokemon games on the Switch, I'm like, I want it on a cartridge so that if I'm bored with it, I can loan it to my sister. Oh yeah, um, you can loan I it. You I don't need it, it permanently. Like I bought digital Diablo three on the Switch because yeah. I'm like, I'm just gonna want to always have that. But for other like short term or kind of play through the story kind of games. I'm, I definitely am in on the disc. I'm the physical I'm small, media. Yeah. I'm definitely model. a disc person for, for sure. I mean, I own a ton of steam games, but 
Um, <laughs> right. for, for sure. I, 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 we can loan it with, to our friends here I, I, in Bloomington. I can for sure. And also the big thing is I can sell it. Not that I sell games often, but if I wanted right. to, I can go on eBay and sell if you wanted to you could. whatever for 20 to 20 bucks for a $60 game even. And it's pretty great, you know? Yeah. All right. So, so speaking of, let me check the time. Okay. Speaking of zombies and insects, <laughs> why don't you tell me about Deep Rock Galactic? This is a game that um, the Haralovich brothers I have seen playing on, on the Discord. Um, and I didn't know anything about it. I was like, oh, this must be another weird, like, Stellaris, some kind of 4X yeah, simulator. They, they, they get into uh, some kind, really interesting kind of thing games, that, yeah. that they're playing, like... They get on and play video games a lot when the rest of us are watching a movie or yeah, um, which is um, cool. They're they're fun to play with virtual they, they virtual board games, and that's and that's cool. So, uh, but I heard this game on, as I said, I was at the house all weekend, and so I working by myself, and so I listened to a ton of podcasts. Yeah, um, and in the one, maybe one with a, a couple of guys commenting on. Uh, the PlayStation 5 announcements, somebody mentioned Deep Rock Galactic and they would get comments from listeners like, I don't know how you guys can can like that movie. It's just mining and spiders. <laughs> sure. And I was like, I was like, wait, what kind of game is this? But if there are spiders, I'm having satisfactory flashbacks and I'm out. <laughs> Well, well, they they don't move like the they don't have the movement that that you hated so much okay. in, in there. It's, that was that's a big part of the issue with Satisfactory. Like they have that thing where yeah. you can turn them into kittens, but they still make the same creepy sounds and move in the same creepy right. patterns. I, I, that's and key. so it's, that's having key. them look like cats does not fix that. Right, I was going to say because it, it wasn't the, necessarily that because you said the cat thing was. It's definitely the movement thing. Uh, it, they don't move like that. They just move like like you know spiders. Uh, I like it. Um. It is $30, which is, I think, appropriately priced. Maybe $20 might even be the right thing, Uh, except they have a lot to it. Uh, It's four-player. I would actually be really interested if you would like it. I mean, uh, as an honest thing, because you're not a big first-person shooter person. No. uh, But this is co-op, So, Hmm. which which I didn't know when I purchased it. I thought we were all playing it, and I just kind of wanted to join in with them to play. And I was like, hey, I'll, I'll play games with you guys. What, what do I need to buy? Um, and then it was co-op. It's four-player co-op. So we were all on the same team, and we all are, have, like, you know, different classes what, what, and what have you. Um, but it's, it's, it's fun because think of it. Um, Is know, it like Left 4 Dead? Oh, I don't know Left 4 Dead very well. It's, I, d- I don't really either. I've heard that comparison made. Okay, yeah. so here, here, here it is. Four-player co-op. Is this going to be like I've had that I've experienced in co-op games where instead of being frustrated with my friends because they're killing me, I'm frustrated with my friends because they set the difficulty too high and are leroying into every situation and we just keep dying. No. But... They're, they're having fun with that, and I'm not. Oh, I, I mean, that could be. Uh, but we, I played with the Haraloviches, and, and all three of them very much... I mean, they're so weird. They can go from, like, let's go the hardest to hardest, but they are also very much like, we want everybody to have a good time, and that's what they were doing. So it was pretty much just pick the medium difficulty is what we what we did. And you can... Everyone, it's, it's very much the Diablo Torment kind of model. It's like, you can go harder, and you get better rewards, 
or you can go easier and not get as great rewards. So, okay. Yeah. Um, no, when, when I played it with them, which I've only played it like twice with them, it's been very medium difficulty. It's just about the idea. Okay. So the idea of the game is first person shooter, uh, with four classes, you are on it. You are a dwarf, uh, kind of like a Warhammer type dwarf. Uh, you have, okay. but you're in a mining company. That's like the company. They're terrible company people. Sure. Right. And, and you're to go down and on a huge drill that goes down into this planet. Um, and you're, when you get down there, they send you on missions and, that, and each thing is about a 20 to 30 minute mission that you go and you have to complete. And there's like five different kinds of missions. Like there's one where you have to go get eggs. They're, they're harvesting the eggs from these insects. So, or spiders or whatever they might be, these alien things. And you have to go through the caverns underground because the whole game is underground in caverns and find these eggs and mine them up while these, you know, periodically swarms will come after you. Um, and then you have to, once you get them, you put them on your trusty robotic mule and take it back to the ship and escape. That's one mission. Another mission might be that the company sends you down because they want a specific kind of mineral. And you go down there and you have to explore the caves to find the mineral to get. Um, so, th but there's like five or six different game modes that, that they go in there, they send you on these missions. Um, and it's just, it's just a matter of um, having fun. The atmosphere is very lighthearted with these dwarves that are just very jokey and fun, but like, come get some very Warcrafty kind of, you know, dwarf sure. stuff. Um, and then your, your rewards for playing are there's some unlocks for like making your weapons a little better, but mostly it's about getting bigger beards for your dwarves or different <laughs> sideburns, different hats, different, you know, beer belly things. You can even go to the tavern while you're, cause there's like a home base and space station that you're at and you can go into the tavern and get different kinds of beer and drinks and get drunk and go on missions drunk. So what you get bonuses for. Nice. Um, yeah, so it's it is it's literally like a twenty to thirty minute go down and do a mission, come back up and you've collected all the gems type thing. So not terribly deep at all. Uh, right but, on. But but you know in, enjoyable. Uh, I, I I don't uh, regret my thirty dollar purchase. Um, I will say that I have played it solo and I've played it through to all the like where they send you through all the missions so you know what you're kind of doing. I did all that, and then I was like, okay, I don't think I'm going to play it more by myself, but I would love to play it with friends. Right, right on. Because when you go down there in the world, you're all, like, together shooting these aliens as they come down. So they'll say, like, the swarm's happening, and then you all kind of get into a tunnel, and you're just blasting away at the aliens as they come at you. So that was fun. That was that was super fun. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I... I may have to check that out. Yeah, it's. It, I have, I, have a, I have a hard time now because uh, itch.io did that um, justice bundle that I bought. Mm, yeah, and then um, humble so did a did a similar sort of bundle, not with as many games, but they do their thing where you can put them all in Steam. And so I'm like, uh, can I really justify buying another game when I just essentially bought? about a thousand games <laughs> i know I mean, it's so it's so hard the itch the itch.io bundle is a lot of like asset packs and stuff that are not full-fledged games and like the the um kinetic novel that i that i played through but like that's still a thing that i could yeah. experience that i've already paid for All right. um 
I guess I'll I'll see. I don't know. Do you get the sense that they'll be playing it for a while? Uh, I only played it with them twice, so it's just with with the Horalovich brothers. They're hit or miss. It's hard. It's hard to tell. Right. And you know, it's summer times too, so it's that's also hard. And we it's all true. Don't know about people are people are going outside and yeah, they, they may be going outside. Who knows? They may not. After a while, we we don't really know. So <laughs> right, it's it's hard to tell. Um, Speaking of unfinished I, things, oh, go ahead. Oh, I um I bought my first, not first. It's like the fourth game that I bought on the quest. Um. But I bought my first game that's not Beat Saber or Star Trek Bridge Crew. Oh, what'd you buy? And that that's a game called End Space. Oh, I don't do I know that one? Do I not know that one? End Space. Okay. So this game is a uh um a space space cockpit shooter. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. All right. Kind of like uh um, um yeah, the Mars game that or the I know what to talk about. Okay, go ahead. Sure. Um, so you, it's, it's really, it's, I mean, I say really simple. It's you in a ship, like a lot of VR games. You're like, you're here and this, it's like bridge crew. You're like, this feels just like Star Trek. Yeah. If by Star Trek, you mean just sitting on the bridge, just controlling the ship. Okay. Right. There's no diplomacy. There's no wandering around. There's no firing a phaser from your hand. Yeah. You're just sitting on the bridge controlling the ship. That part feels real and there's nothing else. Okay. Um, right. Like that's how some of these VR experiences right. are. Especially so the ones that are just this, sit down ones. Yeah. Right. So this is a sit down one. You're in the cockpit of a ship and it has a bunch of controls, but the default controls are you use your head to steer the ship. The ship goes where you look. And then one of the controllers controls the aiming. And you, you know, you move the controller around or use the joystick a little bit. Okay. The joysticks do stuff also with the, like, throttle and roll and stuff. It took me a second to figure that out. But then you do, like, if you're familiar with the controller, it's like a, um, it's like a pistol grip and it has two trigger buttons. Yeah, yeah. There's like a trigger and a squeeze, right? That go with your index and middle fingers, I guess. Now that I'm looking at my hand, um, it's a weird testament to to VR that like you're in there and it's just yeah. Well, I hold it like this you and hold I, it like this. And right? I'm shooting yeah. and I'm holding like this. So the trigger does your your lasers and the squeeze launches missiles and the missiles you lock on by keeping your little aim and it does the thing where if the enemy ship is moving, it'll have a little circle out in front of it oh yeah right like a, to right lead you yeah it's a targeting reticule and actually you can change the settings so that the aiming is done by your headset as well okay. right and so you like you aim at stuff by looking at it that's interesting. in addition to, to steering the ship i've i've played around with the controls a little bit and it's um you know there are some different options depending on what feels the most natural for you like i experimented for a while with having the the headset control the aiming and me steer the ship with the control i mean i guess me like i'm moving my head but like yeah um is, is there know, like a it. story or is it just like playing missions it's a little bit arcadey right so okay. you're like hey the you know the corporation wants you to go out there's some some pirates trying to steal the these plans and there are in our intellectual property so you got to go out there and blast and then you'll find it and you'll scan these crates and they'll like 
oh, we got incoming. Looks like they picked up our signal. And you got to shoot them all down and then like, good work, head back to base. And we'll, re so it's that, yeah. you know, mission arcade thing. And I'll say I am, it's, it's one of those where, um, they're they're changing and and upgrading a lot so i'm actually stuck on like the fifth mission oh, okay because there are a bunch of like static um missile turret platforms okay and so like they'll shoot me while a wave of fighters come in and i've got to shoot all three of those down while surviving the fighters and then shoot down this comm satellite and do all of that three times and i get as far as like maybe I'll get the second one and then my, my ship will explode because I took too much damage. So it's a little bit uh, <laughs> of, of frustrating there, but it's, but it's fun. Like you sit in there and you look around and I'm like, man, steering a ship like this is so much easier than doing it with a controller or a mouse. I'm like, Oh, the, the, um, you know, the enemy fighter went past me, but they went like above and to my right. And so like, I just tip my head up. Like I'm looking where they went and the ship, flips around and then once i get used to the controls i'm like oh if i boost i don't turn as fast but if i break i turn super fast so i'm like let me boost away from this fight and then let up on the boost hit the brake turn my head and my ship you know spins around like in Battlestar galactica or something yeah uh, and i, I wonder if if things like this will hopefully lead to innovation to real controlling like real planes and things like that like I mean, I know. Oh, I'd, I'd be surprised if we don't already have stuff like that. Right, that that follows the head tracking and changes stuff. That I mean, that that that, that sounds really cool. I played. Um, it feels you said arcade. It made me think of. Uh, I played Space Pirate Trainer uh, hmm. on I VR. I played the demo for that. Yeah, I say it, it's it's very arcade. It feels like Galaga type, but in three D mm -hmm. with your with your you know guns, sci fi yeah. guns and a shield or stuff and, and it, it yeah. i don't know some of those right for me last a a while some of them are like you know like i said with the deep rock galactic it's you know bite size where you just want to log in and just want to do this thing you don't you don't right. want the, the does it have like any kind of upgrade system or do you yeah there are a couple of ship upgrades but it's it's pretty it's pretty rudimentary it's yeah. like an arcade game not oh, cool cool but it was and I think that's also part of why I bought it. I think I saw it on a recommendation list and it was on sale for like 10 bucks, maybe yeah. 15. Yeah. So I, I was I, like, I'm seeing I was now like, it's yeah, on, on the Oculus store for, for 15. So, so maybe even cheaper on the, in the, the quest, but yeah, man, this looks, it looks pretty, like it looks beautiful. The screens look beautiful for it. Yeah. It all looks really cool. It feels, you know, do you, fairly... do you feel like you're in space, like you're actually like a space fighter doing the thing that's, that's a, kind of a little bit. And there there are some more immersive ways to do it. Like when I was doing the manual controls for a while, it took me a while to figure out what was going on. Like the ship kept rolling. Like I'm in a, you know, like I'm in space camp and the and the ship is spinning and I can't yeah. get it leveled out. And I it took me a while to realize that I'm not just aiming with the joysticks, right? The Oculus controllers are um, motion sensitive and, and position sensitive. Right. And... What you're supposed to do is the there are hands and controls in the cockpit with you. It's like the helm control on on bridge crew, um, and you can switch this off too. But the default setting is for the um, the flight stick with your right hand 
to it's an actual joystick in the game right so you're supposed to hold the controller just like that joystick and then tip it forward or back like you know like the joystick in the game and that steers the ship so like i had the controller just resting in my lap tipped forward and the ship kept spinning, and I couldn't figure out why. Let's <laughs> say No No Man's Sky does that, which I actually, when I got into No mm. Man's Sky and we were in space, it, it it made me feel kind of giddy, childish, happy because I just could grip the the joystick and then the thruster with my right hand and thrust it forward and pull it back. And right, like I know there's nothing there; it's not a solid thing except my controllers. But it still felt like I was like chunk moving that forward, and that's that's exactly how Helm feels in in Bridge Crew. Like you do all this stuff on the on the touch screen, which is a little is a little awkward, but generally fine. I'm like, oh, I'm I'm steering with this finger here. That's not my finger; it's a controller. And then like I'll reach too far, and suddenly we're centered again. We're not turning. But then if you have to go to warp, there's a big handle over there that you just chunk forward and the <laughs> right. ship goes the ship warps out and i'm like that's pretty cool yeah i mean again we keep going to our vr experiences here but the, the there's some things that phantom kind of imagination that you do when you're put in a three a 3d environment that it feels like it's it's not feeling like something's there but you still get the feeling that you're interacting with something in 3d like a hand yeah. or something, you know, and it's, it's, yeah. which is really neat. Some of that's with like sound, obviously, and things. So I'll have to check out that in space because like I said it's, I like those little things, especially for $10 bite sized things, $10, $15. Yeah. You know, it's, you can, it's a cool, it's a cool little game. And other than that, I'm still, still having fun with, uh, with Beat Saber. Oh, yeah. Beat Saber is always awesome. Get a little, work up a little. Hey, hey! Last week heart, we ended with this, rate. and I and I want to end it with you again. Um, but now that I watched the last two episodes, I watched the last two episodes of Mythic Quest. Mm. Uh, the that it's a uh, what's that on? Um, Apple it's TV. Apple Apple Original. Yeah. Apple Original. Uh, I was mixed on that show last week. We're spoiling a little bit of this, by the way. If anybody is uh, wondering about hadn't seen this show, don't don't listen mm-hmm. to this. Uh, we talked about the the Doc and Beans episode last week a little bit, and yep. how interesting that was. Um, and then I really liked how at the end of this season they come back to that, and they, he pulls back the side of the like the I don't know chest or whatever he's got in the way, and he shows the Doc and Bean, uh, you know, carving on the side of the the wall, and he he wants her to be his Doc and Bean. And I thought that was the coolest callback ever that they did a whole thing and it had so much more impact to the viewer. I'm glad that I did not clearly remember that because I knew when we were talking about it, I was like, weren't they in the same building or something? And you were like, no, the guy from the toy company said he was going to buy their game. It was right at the end. It was weird, like yeah. really tenuous connection. So it, the building was part of it and I did not remember all of the details because it's been at least several weeks since I watched this. Right. And yeah. uh, I'm glad that my memory on that was kind of hazy. So I did not <laughs> inadvertently spoil it for you. I didn't see it coming at all. And, and, and when he fixes the stuff at the end and, and the, the main guy does, and he, he makes her a partner and they do the dock and beans thing. I was like, Oh man, this is so great. And then it ended with like her putting the shovel up in the air. And there's the big painting in the background of the two characters. And I'm like, Oh, so cool. Symbolic. And, <laughs> and then the last several episodes had so much 
better character development than has kind of been, I mean, it's not been missing, but it's, it's just kind of rolled it a little bit better with the, the, um, uh, Danny Pudo. Is that Pudo? Is that his name? It's the guy from community. Um, yeah. Abed. Yeah. He, he, Abed. Yeah. He, he, his character was pretty great with, uh, um, was it the, the episode where he, he sold something for like a quarter of a million dollars, a sword or something. And, and, uh, he, he thought his whole, he could just sell anything and he was depressed. There was no challenge. Hmm. And then he ended up finding out that he sold it to some guys, his last thing. He's like, that's it. It's bringing the last dollar off of somebody to live. That's my job. Um, which was great. I, I also so liked funny. the, uh, was Brad. it in the later episodes where, um, the, uh, um, F Murray Abraham. I think I've got those names in the right order. The writer has writer's block. Like he can't figure out what to do. And then his big reveal is that the villain is actually the main guy's father, <laughs> his son. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. It's his son. And it's like this brilliant revelation to him. And they're like, Oh, you mean like star Wars? And like, he's <laughs> exactly. never heard of star Wars, which is so dumb. But right. You know, you know, works in the context. Well, of what's show. even greater is at at the end, he like the last episode or two, that guy is super depressed because he thinks, you know, it doesn't have nothing creative can happen again. And then it ends up being PewDiePie is his son. And he he all of a sudden he's like, it's right. The world is right. It's all t- <laughs> for the creativity. Yeah. You were you were talking about that when we talked about it last week. And I was like. Oh yeah, I know. I hated that kid at first too, but he turns out to be important to the story. But I can't yeah. say anything because that's going to be a spoiler, <laughs> right? For for sure, because I was that's where I'd stopped. Remember, because like I don't want any more of this kid. And then he ends up being like his son. And I'm like, oh, that's great. I mean, it all works, you know. <laughs> yeah. And and then also that guy is a complete douchebag, like the whole show. And he is at that time. He is you feel for Poppy, like you feel for her the whole time because he is mm-hmm. such a terrible, but I, I don't know. And then he also, he just has strokes of genius. Like when, when uh, she gets for the whole one whole episode, she gets whole mad about the shovel or something. And at the end, the creative director goes with the guy that's the money grabbing guy. She's like, well, you're going to allow this. He's like, yeah, you know, we, he makes us money to do these things we want to do. Right. This is what we do. He's like, yeah, okay, there you go. It's the, a little bit of a genius in it. It's anyway, the really it, it. it's the Michael Scott thing we talked about. Flashes of uh, yeah of com- competence. Yeah, like he comes in. Remember at the end there, he's like blood ocean, blood ocean. <laughs> what is? And then it ends up being well, which was pretty great when when she made the 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 puking blood type thing and it made an ocean. But the fact that they made it like come out of their rear ends too was like oh god, you just had to do that, didn't you? Sure. Would have been fine if they had just puked up a blood ocean, but (laughs) (laughs) you had to do that a little bit. Uh, I I, I enjoyed it. I I enjoyed it so much that I like immediately wanted to watch a season two if they'd had it. So I, I hope they do. Granted, Apple plus has nothing hardly worthwhile to watch on it. So this is one that hopefully they can keep. Um, I meant to mention this at the early in the show and we're running, we're running a little long here. Um, but I wanted to comment on uh, recent, um, um, I don't know, celebrities passing. Oh yeah. Oh, like how how will they say two, that? At least it's sort of yeah. it's sort of weird uh, cosmic coincidence that we watched Alien. Yeah. Uh, a, a, within a week before uh, Ian Holm passing. Yeah. yeah. Sir Ian. And, Holm. Yeah. 
yeah sir sir was he sir yep he's knighted yeah um and of course some comedian on reddit made a made a meme of his last line in alien where he says um what does he say like i can't say much for your chances but you have my sympathies Mm -hmm, right you're like oh that's that's a little on the nose (laughs) right um it's a sad sad bad dude and then we had uh um, who's um, the director that just passed away too? Uh, Schumacher. Yep. Is that you, Joel you said? Schumacher. Jo- Joel Schumacher. Right. I, I remember um, his name obviously a lot from the Batman movies. That, right. That he did. Um, the yeah. The he, he he had done bigger ones before that, but he's intentionally gonna... bad. Uh, hopefully, ideally, intentionally bad Batman movies. Uh, <laughs> you said you said there was a movie of his that you wanted. Oh, hey, yeah, right. I mentioned we should actually, if you can watch, man, I, I'm nervous. <laughs> I'm nervous recommending this. I'm nervous recommending this because I ho- I don't know if it holds up. I mean, I've, I've recommended some things before and, and they don't hold up because they're very, you know, around the time period. But there's, he made a sh- movie okay. called Falling Down um, with um, Michael Douglas. And it just, the thing that, that pulled it to me, it was a very simple premise. It's a very okay. straightforward, simple premise that has a one thing that, it's about and and that's the whole thing the whole time uh and i really enjoyed it so we should watch it we should watch that falling falling down and you should and you've not seen that right no okay it's a good see this is like it's a good thing that i can have with the uh like the highlander thing i remember how much i loved Mm -hmm. it and gushed about that thing we watched that and i come to find out myself it wasn't terrible and then i hear it from you like why would you ever like this movie and i'm like yeah i don't i don't know i'm I'm wrong (laughs) (laughs) i mean maybe in the 80s with the queen soundtrack right so so maybe this could be one of those things too like early 90s and it's it's awful and terrible but uh yeah let's let's watch that that's exciting because i can i haven't watched that in so long and um you know some of those movies you get every once in a while that sparks a, a bit of oh, man, I really like that. I don't remember all of the th- reasons, but you never watched it again, so yes, yeah, right. Cool, man. I think I think we're good. We're awesome. All right, got it. Yeah. All right. You've been listening to the Front Porches this is episode one hundred and forty-eight. Thanks as always to our friends at Geek Scholars Movie News and LRM Online. Um, if you want to check out our other show, it's called Klingons and Dragons. New episode went up last week. Um, it is a Star Trek Adventures role-playing podcast. It's not safe for work, and most of the time, very silly. Is it? Is it not safe for work? Are you sure? Are you yes. Sure? Okay. The, you guys were had 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 a few drinks and many no. uh, innuendos and uh, no. so forth. Uh, if you want to reach out to us, tell us your favorite South Korean film. Uh, you can email us directly frontporchpod at gmail.com or use contact forms on our website frontporchpodcast.com um, Once again, next week's official movie is Leon the Professional. We're also going to watch Falling Down by Joel Schumacher. Oh man, two good movies. I'm, I'm, I can, or I hope good movies. If you enjoy the show, please subscribe Spotify Overcast Apple Podcasts, wherever podcasts are sold. Thanks so much for listening. Until next time, I'm Dennis. And I'm Michael. Go front porch. Night, everybody. See you next time.